Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life, a podcast for young adults, teens to 20s, where I discuss secrets few people know about and even fewer people actually do that will make them happy, effective, and successful in life, which is pretty awesome. You know what? It's time for another giveaway. I'll be giving three different people a $50 Amazon gift card on September 15th, 2020. In order to be entered, you must do these three things. Step one, follow me on Instagram at firmly underscore founded. Step two, leave a review on iTunes for this very podcast you are listening to right now. Secrets for an awesome life. And step number three, take a screenshot of your review, post it to your Instagram story and tag me in it at firmly underscore founded. That's it. Three lucky people will be selected randomly to win a $50 gift card to Amazon to spend however you so choose. This is episode 23, Born to be You. Clark Kent and Lois Lane were walking down the street one day. A window washer, a few stories up, slipped and fell off his scaffolding. As he was falling, he grabbed onto the window ledge with one hand. Hanging there, he called out for help. Clark looked up, sighed, put his hands in his pockets, and kept walking. Lois, knowing Clark's alter ego as Superman, said, Clark, aren't you going to do something? Clark just continued walking, kicking a pebble on the ground. Clark, that man needs help! Luckily, a nearby window opened up and three people appeared to help the window washer. With great effort and a bit of struggle, they pulled him into safety. Lois caught up with Clark. Hey, what's the matter with you? Why didn't you fly up there and save that man? You could have done it in like two seconds. I don't want to talk about it, said Clark. You stop walking right now, mister. We are going to talk about this. Fine. Clark turned to face Lois. Yesterday, I saved a school bus of children from falling off a bridge. Well, that's great, said Lois. Well, Clark sat on the curb. A couple of guys standing by, they, they made fun of me. Um, what? Yeah, they called me a freak and an alien. And one made fun of my tights. Lois stared at Clark. But you saved a busload of kids. I know, but they said I, I picked up the bus like a girl. Lois didn't know where to start. Okay, first off, as a woman in the 21st century, I am both offended and flattered that they would use that as an insult for the way you picked up a bus. And second, you picked up a freaking bus. Why does what they said even matter? Clark shrugged sheepishly. What they said hurt my feelings. Lois was at a loss for words. But what? I, I mean, you're a Superman. Shh, keep your voice down. Lois went to a low whisper. Why would you not do something amazing? Something you love to do? Something you were born for? Because of something someone else said. 
That's the question I often ask to clients I coach who are going through the same thing the Man of Steel is in that story. In this story, though, it seems laughable, right? I mean, why would Superman, literally a superman, get his feelings hurt over something some non-Superman said? I mean, he can fly, he's super strong, he saved a bunch of kids. Why does he even care? We almost can't believe that that story would even happen. But a version of that story happens every day. A 15-year-old girl who is an award-winning horseback rider absolutely loves everything horses, spends all of her spare time practicing and getting training on how to ride better. But she's getting her feelings hurt because a group of kids at school are calling her horse girl. A 17-year-old boy at top of his class, 4.2 GPA, colleges are lining up to give him scholarships, but he doesn't like going to school because some peers are calling him Poindexter. You may be thinking, Well, yeah, I mean, it's silly for those guys to get their feelings hurt. They are being made fun of for doing something they're good at, something amazing. What about something you like to do but are not good at yet? Then it's less silly that people would make fun of you for it. Is it? No one becomes good at something without not being good at it first. And even if you never become the best at it and people make snarky comments... Is that a good reason to shy away from being you and doing the thing you love? Whether it's playing in a band, doing comedy, writing stories, playing sports, being artsy, liking K-pop, being a gamer, having your own YouTube channel, singing, whatever it is that you felt born to do, letting other people stop you with the words they say is just as silly as Superman not using his awesome powers to save people because some guys made fun of his tights. So, how do you deal with the haters and doubters of the world? Especially the vocal ones who, for some reason, act like it's their duty to hold people back and keep them down. Here are three truths that make up today's secret for an awesome life that will allow you to be the you you were born to be. Truth number one, people are allowed to be wrong about you. They just are. Just like it's your God-given right to be you, they have a certain unalienable right to not like it. To think that what you like sucks. And while it may seem unfortunate, they have a right to choose to be vocal about it. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should talk down on people. I discourage that. But whether we like it or not, they can choose to do so. And we should let them. Let them be wrong. That's their right. Other people have a right to be wrong. And really, that's them choosing to be them. Maybe that's who they feel they were born to be. Someone who vocalizes their distaste of other people's passions and interests. I mean, that's not what I would choose to be, but that's what they are choosing to be. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. No, really, there's nothing wrong with it. Your brain may be offering, well, of course it's wrong to hurt other people's feelings. But remember, other people don't hurt your feelings. Your thoughts about what they say hurt your feelings. And that's a great thing because in order to stop other people from hurting your feelings, they don't have to change. Your thoughts do, which is something you actually have control over. So they can keep on being them. 
Like, seriously. Other people won't always see the value you bring, but that doesn't make you less valuable. That just makes you bury treasure. So, there is nothing wrong with them being wrong. Once you can truly believe that, nothing they say can hurt you. Truth number two, the world is supposed to be made up of different people doing different things. We are not all supposed to be doing the same thing. And you may think, well, yeah, duh. But how often do we slip into the mindset that there are some things that are cool or popular or mainstream, and if what we like isn't in that arena, then we should hide it away or it has less value. It's not as important. Not true at all. It's like sports and theater. In high school, and even some colleges, sports seems to be the right thing, or the cool thing to do, and theater isn't. That seems to be the status quo. In fact, high school musical was kind of all about breaking that perception. But the perception of something comes from our mind, not from the thing we're looking at. For example, I tried to do sports my freshman year in high school. I did football during the summer before school started, and I absolutely hated it. So I quit before the season actually began. Then I went into wrestling. Hated it a bit less and lasted a bit longer, but I mean, I thought I was supposed to do sports. That's what you're supposed to do as a high school boy. But it wasn't until my sophomore year that I just said, you know what? I'm joining drama. And my friends at the time all made snarky comments, called me drama queen, but I didn't let that stop me. I knew the world is supposed to be made up of different people doing different things. And they are all good things. And I loved being on the stage. I didn't look at it as a second-class extracurricular. It was what I wanted to do, so it was first class. And by my senior year, drama seemed to be the cool thing people did. I mean, we had a star football player in drama, the ASB president. I was voted Mr. Brea, and I was the drama president. Now, we may still have been looked at as second class to other people, but in our minds, all we saw was a bunch of us having fun, doing what we loved, and looking at it as something really special. And that's how everyone should view the thing they are into. Truth number three. No matter how alone you feel in your passion, interest, or hobby, you are not alone. Your tribe is out there, even if you haven't found them yet. Even if you think you are in a place where no one could possibly be a part of your tribe, like what you like, that you are so unique, no one has even heard of what you're into. I guarantee that you can find someone who has. I work at a middle school in a majorly Hispanic community with majorly Hispanic or white teachers, I did not think anyone would know anything about K-pop, which is Korean pop music. So when I had a quiet student wear a BTS sweater to class one day, and the teacher teaching next door to me said, hey, what's her name? She's part of ARMY. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? And the teacher, who is a middle-aged white lady, who looks like the only thing she does for fun on the weekends is knit, said, BTS, it's like the biggest K-pop band in the world. We have a club here on campus with like seven or eight fans in it. Tell her to join. And I did. And the student was so happy. And that would have never happened if that student didn't proudly wear her BTS gear, letting the world know what she's into. Not being afraid 
to be uniquely her. So wherever you are, whatever community you belong to, I can almost promise you that there are people in that community who like what you like. So don't ever tell yourself the story that no one gets you because you have friends out there. You just haven't found them yet. It's like Superman pre-Justice League. He's thinking he's the only super-powered guy in tights who loves to save people. And then bam, he finds a whole team of spandex-wearing heroes. You can do that too, with or without the spandex. That part's up to you. So the three truths to remember. People are allowed to be wrong about you. The world is supposed to be made up of different people doing different things. And you are not alone. In every epic story ever told, the only person that can stop the hero from winning the day is the hero themselves. It's not the bad guy. The hero always has the capacity to beat the bad guy, like every time. The bad guy is almost irrelevant. It has nothing to do with whether the hero wins or not. It always has to do with the hero overcoming their own weakness. And much like Superman in my story, sometimes our weakness is letting what other people say stop us from being what we were born to be. When you listen to others who try to bring you down, and when you listen to the voice in your head that agrees with them, you are awesome you less. You do far less spectacular things. You have so much wonderful power inside of you that you don't even need to be bitten by a radioactive spider or find out that you're from another planet to be the hero in your own story. You just need to give yourself permission to be the you you were born to be. Thanks for tuning in. All the greatest athletes in the world had a coach, someone there to get the best out of them, to point out where they could improve their game, to become the player they want to be. Do you realize you're playing a game? It's the game of life. Do you have a coach? One who knows what they're doing? If not, consider signing up for a free coaching session with me. I help young adults apply these secrets and skills to help improve any area of their life to level up their game. So head over to firmlyfounded.com to sign up. If you're under 18, send your parent over to sign you up for a free 30-minute coaching workshop with me. 30 minutes could help you make the next 30 years of your life more awesome.